Hello everyone, this is your DM and host Adam Cookson, and I'm just adding this message to our first episode as I wanted to give new listeners a little heads up. Our early episodes do have some quality issues. We were brand new to podcasting as a team, as well as editing and the other software that you need to create a quality show. We've improved tremendously over the years with better sound quality, music, story, even acting and character interactions we improved upon as we kind of slowly found our footing as a D&D podcast. All that said, if you want to start from episode one and not miss a single story beat, then go right ahead and listen to this episode. Otherwise, I'd move on to our later episodes, either further into arc one or all the way into arc two after our campaign recap episode. Either way, I hope you enjoy the pod and come with us on this journey of horror and madness called Gunpowder Treason No Plot. Thanks, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I'm your host, Adam Cookson, and I have three lovely co-hosts, my close, close friends, who will make this such a fun experience for all of us. Uh, close friends. I know. Right? <laughs> I have to open with lies. It's the only way we're ever going to get them hooked. Come on. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we have with us James Bunkle, Matthew Dennis, and Flo Dennis. Hello. Hello. Mm. And as I said, this will be a D&D podcast. Now, whether you think this is a good thing or not, you're going to miss about however many months we were playing. We already started a campaign. Uh, but... God knows, dude. God knows. It's been, it, it, it's been a while. It's been a while, uh, but they're only level four. And frankly, all the stuff you missed, I'm going to recap for you all in a moment. Yeah, um, you, you... You missed all the bits of us being really, really bad at D and D, and now we're yeah. only just a little bit bad at D and D. So you know, exactly, you've, you've, you've not not missed a lot, really. Yeah, you're all you're all competent enough to be put on the internet now. That's how I'm seeing it. Hooray! <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the case, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so that uh, everyone has at least a vague idea of what's gone on in this campaign, I'm just going to do a little bit of a story recap for everyone. Right then, the story so far. Three seemingly unrelated people were torn from their normal lives, put through rather dangerous challenges by some strange and powerful entity, and then were kind of graded on it. It's, uh, it was an interesting way to start their days. Once they uh, passed it, they were given seemingly suspicious but unique and powerful magical brands, and were given a task. The three people were Rogar, our uh, Salwit and somewhat pious paladin, Tommy, our cocky gunslinger, and Sophia, our woodland archer with a mysterious past. They were tasked to go deliver a message to a city called Varadin, a place that was familiar with all three of them. After a quick teleportation later, the group set about on their mission. After a few encounters with the guards, discovering that actually it had been about six months since any of them had walked around the city... And a number of strange purple crystals had randomly appeared. Uh, they were a little bit confused, but they decided to jump on straight into their mission. They located the man that they were meant to talk to, someone called Heinrich Sandrin. Sandrin, sorry. Uh, and from that fateful meeting, they'd been drawn into a plot to free the city from its oppressive ruler, the uh, prime arbitrator Samuel Kren, and his council of rather despicable nobles. 
under his reign, the city, well, it's been pushed to breaking point. There's guards everywhere. Just If you spit in the street, you get thrown into slavery, prison, or even worse things, frankly. Kren uh, seems to be growing crueler and crueler, and, well, our heroes here have to stop it before he tears this whole city apart. Uh, they've sought out a little bit of aid, because, you know, this is a pretty big undertaking for just three people. They've been petitioning the local temples, gangs, and even some gladiators, trading favours or support in this growing revolution that they're a part of. They've been joined by our stealthy, murderous, and often drunk rogue, Handrel, and our Ansir, who's a cleric of Kalembor. They've thrown themselves into fighting for the people of the city, and, well, you know what, they're not doing too badly so far. But not all is exactly how it seems. The group have been haunted by peculiar nightmares, stalked by dangerous killers, and have been repeatedly run afoul of a mysterious cult acting underneath Varadin. These black-robed cultists seem to be gathering power, harvesting the life force of anyone they can get their hands on for a purpose as of yet unknown. So despite this clear goal in front of our heroes, strings are being pulled behind the scenes, shadows are lengthening, and everyone seems to walk along the path laid out by the Whispering Man. And I'm going to hand you over to my co-host so they can give you a little introduction about their characters. So uh, who'd like to go first? Um, I'll take that. I'll go first. Oh, so, hi, I'm Matt. Uh, my character's Tommy. He's a lieutenant in one of the street gangs of Varadin, the Rat Runners, who operate in the sewers below the city. Tommy's a fighter and primarily wields two swords. However, in a chance meeting, he saved the life of a gnome called Valmin, who turned out to be a master gunmaker and gave Tommy a very well-made pistol, which means he's taken Gunslinger as his martial archetype. Valmin the Gnome is also a senior figure in the shadowy guild of Master Craftsmen and has since sold Tommy a second pistol so I can dual wield awesomely. Tommy is very coarse, he's uncouth, he comes from the gutter so he makes comments which might seem to others to be perhaps um, racist or sexist to the creatures but um, if anything he hates other humans more than he hates any other races. He's a bit of a dick sometimes. And until meeting Sophia, the only woman he'd ever really met are prostitutes and other gang members. So he he doesn't really speak to ladies very well, or at least he didn't. Um, Tommy also doesn't believe in gods or magic, which is quite an interesting proposition for a D&D character. Um, he thinks it's all conjurous tricks and just a bunch of bollocks, basically. Um, but since the start of this adventure, he's become less firm in his convictions Aside from the main quest, he keeps finding himself being kidnapped and tested by a force unknown. He's not really sure what's going on. Things things are happening. Um, and the voice, there's a voice that speaks to him that only he can hear, not the rest of the party. He's has some weird dreams as well about music, serenity, a boat, and a city. And he's had a meeting with some kind of entity which, while not benevolent, seems to share a mutual antagonist with Tommy. He's also gained this terrifying mask which can di- appear and disappear at will. He just moves his hand and this mask appears across his face. Um, I may or may not remember to speak in a really bad London accent when I'm doing Tommy, so we'll see how that goes. Hi, I'm Flo and my character is Sophia. She's a fighter but mostly focuses on archery as a crack shot with her magical longbow. She trained as a hunter in the forest outside Varadin with her adoptive family of poachers and lived there for uh, lived there happily for a time. Recently, the rest of the party has found out that she's actually the daughter of one of the most important 
council members of the city and grew up in the lap of luxury. However, she was rebellious and her parents were brutally strict, driving her away from home. She returned to the city to discover that uh, what has happened to her natural brother, who was murdered in the slums just before our adventure began. Sophia is a strong and unflinching character and can switch between noble bearing and commanding voice in a flash. She initially found out uh, found it difficult to trust her companions, but has been able to open up to them <coughs> recently. Uh, someone has found out about her past and has put out wanted posters about her uh, with a substantial reward. So at least one bounty hunter is after her. Sophia has been having dreams of unrelenting violence and bloodlust, which has left her unsettled and has almost lost uh, control of herself in a bloody rage in combat. She has also fought so many creatures and otherworldly entities now that she has taken the monster hunter martial archetype. I will be playing the part of Clanless Rogar, a blue dragonborn who stands six foot seven, uh, weighs at about 275 pounds, uh, so he's a bit of an intimidating figure uh, compared to the other characters that are in the story. Um, Clanless's background is that he was part of the Draconian army, working his way up to general, when, as part of a peace treaty, he went to work with the Prime Arbitrate, whom he became a trusted ally and one of his most reliable generals. After some years, he took the decision to leave his post and return back to Drakfall, where he was born, uh, to marry the woman carrying his child. It was at this point that his story took a rather dark turn. Unbeknownst to him, the Prime Arbitrator had been convinced that he was a spy and that he was going to try and help overthrow him. So, rather than attacking him, the Prime Arbitrator ordered an attack on his whole family. And they were all slaughtered, mercilessly. Upon his return, when he the alarm was raised, it was all too late. He arrived to see his dad's head left on a spike. He then went to the Prime Arbitrator to try and get justice, and he was refused. He, this was when the Prime Arbitrator then divulged that, you know, he was part of the operation. He was the one who ordered this to happen. So he had Rogar cast out. He was had his tail mutilated. So alone with nothing to live for, he then was reached out to by Bane, who offered him a chance at vengeance. Now, Conless, being the person that he is, always has to be the best. He always has to be right. So he took this opportunity, and he now is on this quest. His quest is to kill the Prime Arbitrator to get his revenge. But since the beginning of our story, however... He is no longer attached to the god Bane. Um, the Whispering Man, who will become a more and more prominent figure as we go along, actually came to him in a dream and offered him certain rewards if he was to denounce his faith to the god Bane and then take up his mantle. He carries a maul which has the insignia of the Whispering Man inscribed onto the side of it. It is a hammer on one side and a giant spike on the other. Uh, it does have an enchantment but he is not aware of what it is. He is 
also died once since the beginning of the campaign, but was brought back to life by the Whispering Man, which did cost some strength points. But again, Clanless doesn't know if this is uh, just a singular occasion where this can happen, or if this can happen many times. As he is a paladin, he has taken an oath of vengeance by any means necessary to complete his goal, which is fortunate as it seems as though this has garnered the Whispering Man's favour and this is part of an overall plan. And But Rogar doesn't care about these things. As long as his goal is reached, he is happy and he has to do it. It is the only thing driving him to stay alive. He wears a big black robe around the city to cover his face and cover his tail. This is because, obviously, he will be quite recognisable and the guards are aware of who he is. So, though there's not like a bounty on his head or anything, he does have to try and stick to the shadows, especially in areas that are monitored by higher ranking guards as he would likely be arrested but he also knows his way around the city quite well um especially the you know the noble areas and a lot of the market areas slightly less so the slums just mainly the places that he has been before he doesn't easily trust humans but has started to trust the friends that he's made in this quest as they were thrown together for some reason uh, at the time he believed it was because that was what Bane, Bane's wish, but he has since realised that it's more the Whispering Man who is controlling things. But again, as long as he can get to his goal, as long as he can reach his goal, he doesn't care how he gets there. Cool. So we're, we're all done. Um, over to you, DM. Uh, thank you. Well, where we last left off, you guys, well, you decided to try rebuild a house that you've got. Spent a little bit of money finally getting the front door fixed, which, you know, may prove helpful. Yay, um, security. Yeah, you know. Don't want to get stabbed in the night. Not that that might have happened, you know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think when we last just finished, Rogar had finally learnt his parry skill off the uh, Gladiator Korath. And Handrel had just uh, been revealing a little bit of secret backstory to you. Yes, yes, more, more, more secrets. More secrets. There's always, there's always more secrets. It's indeed. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah, true. If I'm not lying to you for half the game, then what are we playing for? It's <laughs> all <laughs> uh, so good fun. Uh, so I think Handrel and Rogar were walking their way back to the group. I think that's where we sort of finished. Yeah, I think. Am I reading a book at this point? Um, yeah, you'd, uh, you were reading your uh, Book of Blood to upgrade your stealth. I think you're on like 11 yeah, hours right. or so at the moment. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. Cool. So, is it is it worth us just skipping to where um, the guys come in the door, or is there anything going to happen in the um, every um, chance encounters on the way? I think we can probably fast forward, so they make their way back to you guys, and they come in, you know, handle the new door up and down, like, ah, finally started to fix up the place then. Uh, well, Andrew. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a guy around gave us a bit of a quote. Uh, it's a bit steep. For, I mean, we can afford it, but I'm thinking, you know, do we want to throw all our cash into a house? I'm thinking, uh, you know, it can wait. To be honest, mate. Uh, as long as we've got the door at least in, and then you know, people can't just walk in off the street. 
I know people are scared of this house because they think it's haunted and that helps a bit, but, you know, helps to be safe, better safe than sorry and all that. Mm, fair. You never know yeah, what people um, like around these parts. How many beers have you guys had? You guys have been gone far longer than I was expecting. Only a few, only a few. Things to discuss. Uh, what things? You know, just shit that we've learned, whatnot. So did you learn that skill then? Absolutely. Yeah. Got so so parry was it? Yes. Go on then. Uh, show us. Uh, Tommy, roll an attack against Rogar. I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously not. Obviously not going to try and try and kill him. I'm not going to hit him with my sword, but you know. Don't gonna... take a swing. Take a swing. Okay. All right. Um, I'll just hit him with a slap scimitar. I'm not going to try and hit him with a magical weapon. Just slap him with your with your like open palm. Twenty-five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was a, that was a twenty-five to attack, nine damage. So um, Tommy walks up to you, takes out his scimitar, <laughs> and he lunges at you far quicker than you ever expected. You try to parry it, but you know you're feeling a bit tired from training all day, and he just smacks you right up the side of the face with the flat of the blade. <laughs> oh sh- shit! Sorry, mate. I, I I guess you've been training all day. My bad. Everyone gets one. <laughs> Oh yeah, fair play, mate. I, I, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'll make you pay next time. Don't you worry. Yes, yeah, st- still though, mate. I'm, I'm genuinely sorry about that. Okay. Uh, you, w- you will be. <laughs> all right. That's, that's, that's a bit aggressive. Cool. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, aside then. <laughs> yeah. As, as, as you can see, mate, we've, we've stuck the door on. Place is looking a little bit less ramshackle now. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Don't know so, if we're going to stay much longer though. Why'd you say that? Well, you know, things are happening. Once we've finished, you know, once we've overthrown this city and whatnot, why would we stay here? Well, it's a pretty big house, you know, bigger than I've ever owned. I'm fucking staying here. I'm from this city. You guys do know that we don't technically own this house, right? I do now. Possession is like nine tenths of the law. Yeah. All right. Is 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 that like kind of possession as in owning or as in like demonic? I think I, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I was gonna say, but don't both work? Yeah, fair play. Just 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 wanted to clarify, especially because I got possessed by well a small child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that one. All right. So awesome. Well, Sophia's up now, as you can tell. So, do you guys want to go and um, do something? I don't know. What's what's the time now? At uh, the moment, it's by the time they got back, it's probably about eight pm ish. Sophia had a long rest, so all her abilities are back. I uh, yeah. think you guys are generally all right. You may have used a few abilities this morning, but otherwise, yeah, I think that's why we decided not to go and take a rest. Mm. So, I went along to the um, to the fight at the arena, which was fucking sweet, by the way. Um, proper bloody never been in there before yeah it looks like wow it was a bit interesting so they they went for a i can't remember how they phrased it now but basically their round was to the death so oh yeah 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 and they were fighting some kind of like fucking giant wolves which was a bit bit iffy you know not sure i want to come up against them because the guys got fucking slaughtered but it was you know pretty fucking cool to watch I'm not really sure, like, what that means. Like, can we fight not to the death? What does that mean 
if you're fighting a giant wolf, does it just stop killing you? I'm not really sure what's going on, to be honest. So I didn't really get that from watching. But I think we're going to have to find out a little bit more about the rules before we get into that. If you guys are still up for a, a crack at the arena anyway. Yeah, maybe not as right. As long as I don't die. Well. Sorry, out, out of character. Cousin, would any of our characters actually know? Because I know, obviously, Sophia being a normal might have been to these before. Um, she wouldn't really know about these. They are, she was a bit young and it would have been a little below her station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, um, opiate of the masses type shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, so as long as you guys are still up for a bit of a crack at it, obviously we're not going to, we're not going to try and die, but I'm guessing we might have to choose that at some point. So we'll have to be ready for it. Uh, but yeah, not this second, because I think you're, you're still grabbing some strength back, aren't you, Rogar? Are you, are you up to full strength now? No, no, I'm uh, still still two below maximum. Ah, okay. But it's better, better than dying, which was the alternative. True, true. Right, well, okay, so it's night... Well, it's getting on for night time. Um, we're all awake. What do you guys think? Should we... Um, go see go the... Go and have a uh, crack gangs? at trying to resolve this gang war that's going on? Sounds yeah, like who are we doing that for again? So that's part of our missions for Heinrich. Uh, right. Uh, no, we have to resolve the yeah. We have to resolve the yeah. gang war. For, no, it's not for Heinrich, is it? It's for um, it's for one of the churches, which is for Heinrich. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of roundabout. It is for Heinrich, but yeah, we need to. We're, we're trying to get the churches on side to help in this insurre- insurrection, rebellion, whatever you want to call it. And obviously, that that if they get them on side, it's going to help us out a lot. But um, one of them was insistent that we try and stop this gang war that's been brewing between the Reapers and the Orc Boys in the sort of underbelly of the city. Now, as as I'm like a member of the um, Rat Runners, I kind of know a little bit about this. But we've been to go and speak to um, to my boss, a gentleman by the name of Cobblestone, who's um, given us well basically an idea of which of the gangs we might want to approach and offer our assistance to because the other ones are much more likely just to try and slit our throats so we're going to go and try and speak to the reapers i think we've got an idea of roughly where they're likely to be yes you do you have a reasonable idea where their headquarters is over in the slums did we want to go see gareth talmar from the reapers or thoric from old boys i think thoric's a total colossal bastard yeah. Um, from what we were getting across, whereas um, Varric is a bastard, but he'll stab you in the face, not in the back, was what I got. So I think we we want we want the guy. At least we're going to see the blade coming. Yeah, yeah, that was that was basically what Cobblestone said. Yeah, so. which seems a fair shout to me. All right, should we should we get tooled up and head out? Do we need to do anything on the way? Um, I don't think we have anything to sell. Did we buy potions and shit? Yes. Yeah, we, we did. did. We, we hooked up a couple of health potions, so you know we've got some heal juice. Is anyone going to wear the ruby necklace? Uh, uh, um, makes you immune to the disease. Oh well, yeah, Tom, Tommy is wearing it. Yeah, I, you're I, wearing it, are you? I, I put that on because it's okay. it's transferable, so we can stick it on whoever needs it at the time. But you know, it's quite nice. I like a bit of bling, so I've sh- I've shoved it on for now. And you know, no, it's a me. ruby heart necklace. I don't care. It cured my venereal disease. I don't mind. He <laughs> <laughs> can tuck it under his shirt. It's fine. Yeah. The, um, all, the, all the little crabs just hopped off and ran away. It's great. <laughs> right. So shall we get tooled up and head out? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I don't know. You uh, 
walk out into the night sky and start making your way over towards the slums. I say you do have a reasonable idea of where you're going, being that both yourself and Handel are a little bit familiar with where the Reapers tend to operate. Something you do notice as you're walking through the city, there's actually quite a lot more of a guard presence than you've noticed the last few days. It's almost as if a group of people went on a killing spree in a noble house and pissed them off a little bit. Don't know who could have done uh, that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just asking for trouble, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> Sophia, do you want to... You, you've got your hood up, have you? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, no one's going to see me. Wow. I hope not. <coughs> so, yeah, you we told you... Way... No. Sorry, I was just going to say, we, we, talk, we told you about that bounty hunter that was probably after you, didn't we? Uh, I thought we decided not to mention it. All right, well, I haven't mentioned it then. <laughs> redact that last sentence <laughs> yeah we, we decided not to mention it because we you know we don't want to freak her out right okay sorry about that it's been been, yeah, been, no. been, been been a little while since we did this i think it's a couple of weeks ago so my bad it was yeah uh okay so i know so, nothing no like john snow right <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. So, Should yes, we, you, yes, uh, yes. you start making your way across to the Reapers' hideouts, and yes, you notice there's a lot more guards about. You guys don't really get hassled. You seem it's like it's not late enough for them to be wondering why people are out and about. You make your way over to that general direction reasonably easily. When you get there, it doesn't take you long to kind of spot the building that you think is the Reapers' hideout. You've entered a part of the city that's very downtrodden, damaged buildings. A lot of areas that you assume people are probably kind of squatting in, and there's quite a large, how to describe it, not so much a townhouse, but like a, if it was very nice, you'd maybe even call it like a mansion, but it's, or like a a nice tavern that's been kind of like put into disrepute and has got broken windows, and it also happens to be covered in gang signs. You take a guess, this is probably where they tend to spend their days. Ooh, yeah. Um... If you guys can't read those gang signs, by the way, you probably don't want to. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, out of out of all of you, who's who's leading this uh, walk towards? Me? Really, not me. Well, should we should probably. we shove, should we shove Handrel up front? Handrel. No, it's no. Handrel in it. No, I don't. I don't want a Handrel to get shanked. Fuck it, I'll lead the way. All right, make me a perception check. Oh, shit, I should let Handrel lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handrel is not an invisible. If he wants to be, yeah. Yeah, but uh, still doesn't make him good at seeing shit, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, neither am I. That's a six, by the way. Okay, uh, you... I mean, it's it's dark. Um, <laughs> there looks it was to dark be... in there. Yeah, you can see a few lights on on the inside. You can't really make much out. There's a, there's a man stood... Next to the front door, seems to be uh, trying to blend it. It looks a little bit like a bouncer, almost like stood out there, and he can kind of see you guys approaching. If you're just going to walk straight up, well, I think to be honest, I think it's going to be more dangerous if we um, try and Stay do anything. Around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that that's asking for trouble. So we're yeah. not there to actually fight them, are we? So we're there to... no, we're, we're 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 there effectively to offer our services. I th- our, well, I reckon. Yeah, basically. So, Shall we? Um, shall I just wander up and just give him rock on up at top of the morning to you, Governor? Yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. Okay, so you guys. Uh, well, Tommy rocks up first. Good evening. What? My name's um, Tommy. You might you might have heard of me. Uh, Rat runners. Can't say I know your name, but I know the gang. 
All right. Well, listen, we've got a um, little proposition for you, your gang, and your leader specifically. Don't worry. Not a threat. Anything but, in fact. If you want to talk with the boss, best be leaving your weapons out here. So, you s- do, do you want... Uh... Should we have see someone that, left that? out here? Yeah. That? Yeah, that, that presents us with a bit of a conundrum, really. Because, you know... Me and my colleagues here, we're very partial to our weapons, but I do appreciate the need for security. So how about we make you a little compromise when we'll leave a couple of our members outside with our gear and those of us that go in, go in unarmed. How's that sound? Uh, make it, make a persuasion. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, I do apologize, guys. I am not very good with my charisma. 14. 14. Um, do a quick roll. Oh yeah, for viewers at home, we're using roll twenty. That's why you can't hear dice. I can make a little click click noise if you yeah. like, but <laughs> you know, if you want to, um, yeah, get some immersion going on. But hmm. he kind of looks you up and down and goes, "One of you can come in. Rest of oh, you can shit. wait outside." Tommy. Um. Right. Well. So out of character, guys. Shall I go? Or do you, you want to want to try and persuade him for two people to go? Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh... It's difficult because, I mean... Don't I suppose... split the party. No, well, yeah, well, yeah. They, they obviously don't split the party, which is going to be frustrating, but it's, I can't see that you're gonna, we're going to be able to persuade him to allow more than one of us to go. But it's then, do you send the guy who's like yourself who can, I suppose, talk to, can them. talk to them a bit and relate to them a bit more, or do you send someone who is still armed, even if he doesn't have his weapon with him? Mm. It's true. Uh, what's your um, what's your persa- persuasion and why? Well, what's your what, 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 are, you, are you any good at persuading people? I'm not going to go into metagaming of numbers, but what are you any good at actually chatting to people? Because it's no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, average. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm pretty average too. There's well, no point in the, me uh... trying to do it. Well, I mean. Even if, uh, to be fair, I, 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 I get where you're coming from with that. You, you know, still being armed, but I'm sure that's going to do much good against 20 dudes in there, fully armed. Mm-hmm. But it, goes, it gives you more of a shot. Of course, the other thing I could do is try and go in and leave myself with like my dagger concealed down my pants or something. Well, is that um, more dangerous? Yeah, maybe. I was say, yeah, is that, is that, you know, is that taking a risk? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of all taking a risk, isn't it? Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, more more of a risk than you really want to take. Uh, well, dude, if you, if if you want to go for it, you can. No, do. no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm more than <laughs> uh, not bothered. Oh, wait a minute, is Ansir with us? No, he's not, is he? No, uh, no. Our, 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 our healer is still recuperating in his temple, mm. so probably should have thought about that. Maybe, but, maybe. Yeah, but he would. It, it, he's probably not going to be that you, you know, the most useful in this situation anyway. Unless I'm nearly dead when I come out. <laughs> or, or one of well, us is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we do have potions, that's true. Uh, we so have potions. Guys, what's, your, I... uh, what's your decision? Uh, uh, shit. Um... I, 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 can, I can do it. I can do Let's it. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, and then you can go in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I may be dead, but that's, that's beside the point. It's okay, we get a bard then. <laughs> this, 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 this is a running joke by the way in the game for those of you just tuning in is that yeah we um 
we all have this thing where if one of us dies, we're going to come back as a bard because we've realized after creating all our characters, none of us are actually any good at talking to people whatsoever. And it's kind of a talky campaign. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. All right then. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. I'll go in. Can you guys hold my gear? I will try not to die. <laughs> are you going to conceal your dagger or not? Nah. Right. Do you know what? Okay. That's probably just asking for more trouble. To be honest. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, can I just? Sorry, mate. Um, bouncer. Uh, sorry, mate. I didn't catch your name. It's Ron. 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 All right, Ron. Well, I, I have to say I don't like being separated from my crew or my weapons, but you know what? I come with a peaceful offer, so I'm going to come in peace. I'm not armed. You can pat me down if you want. Don't mind if I do. Uh, right, I think you, just... so you've handed all your weapons over. I have just just weapons. I've still got the rest of my gear, though. Okay. He uh, he pats you down. Seems to be happy with his inspection. Uh, all right, then. Go on in. He uh, pushes the door open. And you actually... you're This place is a lot more soundproof than you realize. When he opens the door, there's actually... There sounds of quite a lot of people inside. And there's some cheering going on you can just hear in the background. As you walk inside, they've actually done the place up better than you expect. It actually looks like a large almost functional tavern. Over to your left, the first thing you see is there's a crowd of people watching two guys just beat the shit out of each other in like a homemade pit. Uh, It's this massive bald dude who is just struggling to land a punch on this quick little guy who's just darting around him and hitting him with a jab over and over. You've got lots of guys all over there just betting and shouting and drinking, and it's it seems to be the evening's entertainment. Ron, the ba- the uh, bouncer, kind of points you towards a table that's not sitting too far away from that. There's a dwarf sat on there, completely shaved head, beard kind of braided a little bit, almost like a sort of Viking-style beard. He is covered in tattoos, like... Every bit of his skin is covered in tattoos, and he sat there with uh, two other guys who look like just regular gang members from their clothes. I'm going to. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm not going inter- to interrupt his entertainment. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hang around on the fringe and watch the fight for until we get to a natural point in the fight where there's a where there's a pause. All right. Uh, you watch. It, the fight doesn't take too long at this point. The uh, you initially think that the bigger guy's going to lose. He seems to be getting a little bit tired, a little bit worn out by the smaller guy's constant dodging back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. landing hit after hit, until the smaller guy, he just stumbles a little bit, and the large man just hits him with a massive haymaker. You just feel, you can like feel it from where you are. This guy's jaw just cracks, and he drops to the ground. Oh, damn! He got knocked the fuck out. Jeez. What a punch. Oh, that was a good fight. So I'm just going to make make my way over towards the boss man now. Are you going to the dwarf? Yeah. I, I, I think we said he's, they said he was a dwarf, didn't they? So, yeah, I'm assuming he's the boss man. Uh, okay, what do you do? Like you, you walk up to him and he's... He was watching the fight, and he has a drink in front of him, and as you approach, he does kind of give you this, let's say, crazy motherfucker stare. He just, like, he stares a fucking hole straight through your chest as you walk up. What's the guy's name again? Sorry, just remind me. Well, the guy you've heard leads this gang is called Gareth. 
Gareth, Gareth. Telmar. Okay. I, re- I reckon he's probably the dwarf, but hang on. Hmm. I'm going to wander my way up to him and go, hmm, sorry. Didn't want to um, intrude on your entertainment a moment ago. That's all right. Uh, name's Tommy. Don't think I've had the pleasure. He kind of eyes you up and down a little bit. He, he, uh, as you're stood there, he kicks the chair out from next to him to kind of push it back for you and goes, take a seat, mate. The name's Vash. 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 Ring, rings a bell from somewhere. Rhymes with Slash, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. Um, listen, I'm here... Well, I'm here to meet Gareth. Oh, is that right? You're here to meet Gareth? Oh, I'm sure Gareth would love to meet you. He'd love to, he'd love to, but he's not here. So you can meet uh, with me instead. All right, fair enough. Um, you one of his lieutenants then? Aye, you could say that. I tend to run the shop when he's out uh, having fun. Ah, fair play. Done much the same for my boss in the past. And uh, who would your boss be? A uh, gent by the name of Cobblestone. Aye, I know the man. Still, yeah. got an eye. Still only got one eye. Not grown it back yet somehow. <laughs> Yeah, don't think he tells truck with any of that magician bollocks. It's good, it's good. Gathers there. He still has it on a necklace around his neck. Does he really? Ah. Says it brings him good luck. Well, certainly didn't bring my boss any good luck, did it? So he kind of stares at you for a moment after you say that, and he's like, he gives you this really hard stare that just like that goes on slightly too long, and then he just bursts out laughing. Ah, 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 you're right you're right he didn't fucking see it coming did he (laughs) (laughs) fair one fair one yeah that's a good one so So, the reason i'm here oh go on yeah go on go on tell me why why are you here i'm not here on gang business if that's what you're wondering i do work with the rat runners i've got a very similar job to your own when it comes to the gang but i'm here on slightly different business altogether you see i know You guys are in a bit of trouble. Not to say you're not winning against the Orc Boys. I know they're giving you, shall we say, a bit more trouble than you'd like. And I'll be honest with you, I fucking hate the Orc Boys. I really fucking hate the Orc Boys. Uh, One of the guys who sat at the table with you goes, who the fuck doesn't? Yeah, mate's got a point. But apparently they're giving you trouble. Now... I know you guys can probably handle it, but I also know you're businessmen and that a war with the Orc Boys is costing you a lot of fucking money. The Orc Boys prowling around, showing their faces, like a fucking bunch of twats. They're costing us money too. Costing my, my gang money and me and my friends money. And we don't fucking like it. Now you guys and my gang, there's no love lost there. But as a saying, well, and I'm pro- sure you've probably heard of it, that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm not going as far as saying we're friends, and I'm going to have you around for tea tomorrow, but I reckon we could give you a hand. I reckon we, me and a couple of fucking misfits I'm hanging around with, might just be the secret weapon you guys have been looking for. Make me a persuasion. All right. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, there's our first natural one of the podcast. (laughs) I did tell you that I'm not very good. I, 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 wow. I, 
I, I might I might try try and beg the DM here to say that my speech was pretty good in comparison to the natural one that I rolled, <laughs> and that, that, that perhaps he takes pity on me right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> Shut up, Uncle. <laughs> in, in case you're wondering, and we will slip into this occasionally, um, Adam Cookson. I refer to as Cooks and James Bunkle. I refer to as Bunkle. This this will happen. Pretty common. And would you refer to me about as as uh, love generally? All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, love. Right. As you're sitting there and you're giving this what you think is quite a convincing speech, you know, you're laying out the business terms. He's a businessman. You know, war isn't always good for business. It normally starts well, but these guys are killing each other day in day out. You think you're on a a good line of logic there. He pulls out a knife and slams it into the table. Pachink. Yeah, with a thunk, the knife just sinks about an inch into the table. Chink. You know, yeah, make a good point. You do. You, you got your fancy words. I'm not much of a fancy words, man. I don't know if you've grasped that so far from me or from the stories. You know, there's, a, there's always stories. That's why I always leave one or two alive. What? What's to stop you being a spy for them? You come in here with your with your plans. I don't know who the fuck you are. You say you've got friends that can help. Well, say you're a spy and you've come in here to get intel. Tell the old boys just what's going on. Let it be on our plans. And then they kill the lot of us. At that, you notice um, a number of the gang members are standing a lot closer to you than they were before. You seem to be attracting a little bit of attention. Well, first off, it's a really nice fucking knife, that one. That's hmm. one of my favourites. Yeah, well, well, well made. I'm sure you've um, shown um, a few people their end with that blade. But I don't mean to be one of them. I'll look at you straight in the eye, tell you right now, I would fucking die before I would work for the Orc Boys. Prove it. How? Ah, oh, well, I am glad you asked. Come on. He hops off the uh, chair and he just walks off. Grabs the knife with him. Okay. So I'm just gonna gonna follow him through the crowd, and I'm not I'm I'm not gonna let any of the fuckers who are looking at me think that I'm scared of them. I'm just right. walking through, not a care in the world, like I'm in the local. Yep, strutting your stuff. You uh. Yeah. You follow him behind the bar, and it, he goes down a bit of a corridor. Like, this is probably where you assume they probably sleep and uh, go to the bathroom, that sort of thing. This is like the back area of the tavern. He takes you through to what was probably once a storage room. And in there, there are two half-orcs, hands bound behind their back, on their knees, kind of heads forward. They've been blindfolded and gagged. Yes. He looks, and uh, Vash looks at you. All right, then. You ate them. You ain't a spy. Prove it. Kill one of them. Are these orc boys? Well, or are they just half orcs? Are you asking him or are you asking me? Uh, um, well, I'll ask you first, and then if you won't answer, I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what you know of the orc boys, they're wearing what looks like their colours. It's kind of a dark greenish uh, hue to a lot of their clothing. That tends to be what they wear. That's the best you can tell from just seeing these two guys. Well, normally use a short sword or, um, I don't know if you come across them, but a pistol. But 
you know, I'm o- I'm open. What weapons you got? He opens. Uh, he looks through like his uh, pouches and goes, "There you go." Hands you a dagger. Not my favourite one, but it'll get the job done. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, sorry. You know, for a moment there, I thought you were going to give me a difficult challenge, but I could do this in my sleep. So I'm going to attack the first one in front of me. Do you just? Well, you don't need to attack him. I mean, he's like bound and gagged. Okay, I'm I'm, 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 I'm literally just going to walk up to him. Actually, no, I'm going to walk up to him. Has he got a blindfold on? Yep. I want to take his blindfold off, first of all. He uh, looks up at you. Uh, He's got kind of a panicked eye, but he also just looks really angry at the same time. You see, he's like, when he can see you now, he starts struggling against his bonds a little bit. He's like, (sighs) but the gag's still in his mouth, and you can't really make out what he's trying to say at you. Fuck you. You piece of shit orc boy. And I slit his throat. And then I, I then I take the dagger. I wipe it very carefully on the edge of my coat. Just check it. Wipe it again. Because I spotted another little bit of blood. And then hand it, handle first, back to the dwarf in front of me. Okay. Vash looks at the dagger, puts it back in his pocket. And he just bursts out with that laugh again. He's like, ah, 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 and he runs up and he kicks the uh, dead orc in the head and he kicks him like three or four times he goes that's what you get that's what you get when your brother's being an absolute bastard oh you thought you were special was that it you thought you weren't gonna die nah you're fucking nothing and he just kicks him again right then you alright not a spy well done you wanna help out yeah I wanna help out I wanna Finish the old boys completely. I want to take off their head. Perfect. Perfect. Well, it just so happens I do have an idea that's going to get them right royally pissed off. And I think that's going to drag Thoric out of his hiding hole, wherever it happens to be, and then we'll kill him. I like the sound of that. I like <sighs> giving him a smile. I knew you would. Oh, we're going to be good friends, you and I. I can tell it already, mate. I can tell it already. Listen, you got any booze in the house? Ah, plenty. Hey. Seal, it with, seal it with a drink. Sounds good to me, mate. He uh, shouts out the door. He starts heading back towards the tavern and he kind of shouts over. Oi, Jimmy, two shots of whiskey. Yeah, no, the, the good shit. Hurry up. And as you guys kind of head back to the tavern, there's a couple of shots just on like the side of the bar there waiting for you. Yeah, I'll t- lift mine, clink glasses against his. And shot it in one. Yeah. To new friends. Shot it himself. Dear friends indeed. Pleasure doing business with you. Do you want to meet my colleagues? Or are you quite happy to fill, it, fill me in with the plan and I'll take it on back? You know what? I'll fill you in. You go get it done. Then I'll let you know the next step. How's that sound? Sounds fine to me, mate. Good, good. I like a man who's simple and direct. All you got to do is go to a location that I happen to know... Some of those little bastards are hiding out in, and I want you to go make a mess using them. That I think uh, we could do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. How many are we looking at? Uh, four, maybe five of them. All right. Expecting trouble? Do you know? Don't know. We managed to uh, beat the location out of the uh, two, <laughs> now one, that were back there. It's where they're uh, manufacturing a few of their. Uh, shall we say, illegal narcotics. So probably a little bit of defense. But if you uh, get rid of them, 
Maybe mess the place up a bit afterwards. Really, you know, send a message. I think we can piss their boss off enough to uh, draw him into the open. That sounds good to me, mate. That sounds very good to me. All right, where's the location? Uh, he uh, he kind of gives you a description. It's being that you're from the slums, you have a vague idea pretty much where he's talking about. It's not super far away from where you guys are at the moment. Probably about forty minute walk. Cool. Do what I done tonight? Sooner the better, mate. Sooner the better. All right. Well, we'll be back. Good. Uh, just just one question before I go. What's going to happen to the other one? Hmm. Don't know yet. I was considering throwing him in the pit, see how well he fights, and then just killing him anyway. Hmm. Sounds good to me. If you do, though, you might wait until we get back. Or <laughs> mind watching him bleed. Ah, ah, you're a sick fucker after me own heart. That I am, mate. That I am. Cheers. We'll see you later. Don't fuck it up. Wouldn't dare, mate. Wouldn't dare. Mm, yeah, I presume you make your way out? I do, yeah. And you guys watch as Tommy leaves the building. He's joined back with you all. Alright, guys. Let's start making our way this way. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's... How'd it go in there? How'd it go? Let's just start making our way this way. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. We move, move, move on kind of out of eye shot and ear shot. Uh, okay. You start, yeah, you walk down the street a little bit, make your way maybe just round the corner. Fucking phew! Jesus, I nearly shit myself in there. There's a lot more of them in there than I thought there was going to be. How many? Well, I guess 20 or so, maybe more. Jesus. Yeah, and they were having some kind of fight going on when I went in. Big guy, little guy, having a bout. Thought, fuck, I'm going to have to go in there and show my metal, aren't I? But fortunately, no. I just had to murder an orc boy in cold blood before they'd accept me. So, you know, everyday shit, really. <sighs> Jesus, though. You look like you need a drink. <sighs> I've just had one, but I wouldn't mind another. So, basically, he likes me. I didn't speak to the boss. I spoke to his lieutenant. Boss is out. Lieutenant's a little evil fucking dwarf. But, you know, I know little evil bastards. I know I know what they like. I know how to talk to them. I fucking nearly bollocked out there for a minute, but got him back on side. So he's given us a mission. He wants us to go fuck up a, fuck up a drug lab, basically. And that'll hopefully draw out the big boss man of the Orc Boys. At least that's the plan. Oh, fair enough. We're not expecting too much resistance. Maybe four of them. And... As far as they can tell, they are not aware we're coming, but they might be on heightened alert because, you know, it's a it's a drug lab. It's not, you know, they're guards. They should at least be keeping watch if they're any fucking good. So How many of them? Four. Oh, easy. Well, should be. Uh, we're one man down. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still four of us. Do you want to try and get go and get Ants here first or should we just head straight there? Um, well, it's going to be a couple of days until he's healed up anyway, so I reckon we head straight there. I, th- I, yeah, thought, he was, I, I thought he was healed up now. Uh, we... His brother told you that he'd be all right probably by the morning. Uh, okay, so we, we go, go fetch him tomorrow. All right, we've got, got a few healing potions. They don't know we're coming, and we've got a master of fucking stealth here. So should be all right. Yeah. So I guess we'll start making our way over that way now. I said before Come. we do it, I'm just going to use one of some of my lay on hands just to heal myself back up since I'm 
I'm down to two thirds health. Cheers. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just going to use ten of my points. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, you uh, lightly touched the place where you were slapped in the face by a scimitar. Yeah, heels up. <laughs> you feel you still feel the sting of uh, disappointment. Learn <laughs> <laughs> to block, noob. I'm joking. So freshly healed up, you guys start making your way towards the fantasy meth lab, as it is. And I think we'll call it to a close there. We'll start the next session jumping straight into the combat, pretty much. Thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah so no, thanks very much. Yeah. First podcast. Yeah, we, we, we had a bit of comedy with me um, slapping somebody upside the head. Do apologize again for that. Um, we, had some, we had some drama, some, some outright murder. Yeah, I think it was I pretty liked, good. Um, <laughs> the only combat this entire session is you guys attacking each other. <laughs> this it's kind of standard. sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's been great fun, there, guys. Cheers. Mm. Well, thank you all for joining us. The plan here is that we'll be releasing podcasts once a week, every Monday. They'll be available on iTunes and Google Podcast and Spreaker. Do any of you guys want to plug yourselves in some way before we close off? I know. No. Jane, Bunkle, you're on a few different podcasts, if you want to do a shout-out to them. Yeah, uh, you can catch me on the Lost Art of Podcasting, the Lost Art of Wrestling, and uh, also the Rad Podcast, coming out every couple of months, every month or so. But you can check us out on all uh, good podcast providers. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's it for me, if you want to hear more from me. You can catch me nowhere, because <laughs> I will lock myself in my room and only emerge um, digitally on a Monday. <laughs> Sounds good. It gives you all your focus for D and D. Absolutely. Yep, Why would I need anything else? <laughs> okay. Cool. As for the show, you can find us on Facebook. It's the Gunpowder Treason No Plot Podcast, and we are also on Twitter at Treason No, because you know Twitter just portmanteaus whatever the fuck it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and we shall see you next week.